You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. The stock market has been on a tear lately. The S&P 500 up about six tenths of one percent. Again, five up days in a row, the longest winning streak of the year, the best winning streak since the middle of December. This past Friday, the S&P 500 closed at an all time high for the first time in two years. We go back to the S&P 500. It's been 515 days since we last had a record high on the benchmark U.S. index, a reclamation of that high. And all this seems to be at odds with some of the economic predictions we had been hearing. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. What's happened since then is just sort of a a steady slog of evidence against that being the case. This is Chris Nagy. He's the senior executive editor for the Bloomberg Markets team. Today on the show, we'll talk to Chris about what's behind the S&P 500's record numbers, how we got here, and why a group of stocks called the Magnificent Seven has a lot to do with it. I'm your host, Sarah Holder, and this is The Big Take from Bloomberg News. At the beginning of the year, our colleague Sam Potter gave us an overview of what investors had expected for Wall Street this year. Basically, the consensus on Wall Street at the moment is that the interest rate hikes that we've seen over the last 18 months to two years They're finally going to start to bite properly, finally going to start to put the brakes on the economy. So we're going to see some economic slowdown, but it's not going to be, it's not expected to be extreme. But if you look at the stock market right now, some slowdown isn't exactly what's happening. We've just basically eliminated the decline that started at the beginning of 2022. But Chris says Wall Street investors had valid reasons to believe some type of slowdown was in our future. Part of the reason they were worried was because of what the Federal Reserve was doing. You don't fight the Fed is the classic slogan. And when the Fed is being as aggressive as it was, generally bad tidings are in store for the market. So I think people were sort of buying the pundit class view that there was no chance of the market going anywhere as long as the Fed was fighting inflation as aggressively as it was. So probably the best thing to do when that's going on is just sort of predict maybe a middle of the road year. And Chris says another thing that added to that expectation of a slowdown was the regional bank crisis the country faced last spring. People were really convinced that the Fed was creating lasting problems for the economy. And then suddenly, voila, you had this rocket fuel that hit right at sort of the worst time. When U.S. regional lenders, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank collapsed in March, there was hope they would be just one-offs. But the turmoil quickly spread to others last March when you had all this sort of quasi-banking crisis in the U.S. And it looked 
very much at that point, like both the economy and the stock market were in big trouble. Anytime you've got banks going out of business, that's really the worst thing that investors and macroeconomists can see. So the consensus view amongst Wall Street investors was that all this, the Fed's moves, the regional bank crisis, combined with other indicators, meant we were headed for trouble. But it's important to point out that not everyone shared this view. There were people who said, hold on, I don't think it's going to play out like that. And so we put in this target. People thought we were a little bit nuts. And then the market just kept going up. That's John Stolfus, managing director of Oppenheimer & Company, an investment firm based in New York. John says he and his team were watching the Fed news just like everyone else. But they saw the Fed's actions differently. When we were back in December looking at this, how we differentiated ourselves from the rest of the crowd was that most of the street was acknowledging that it was the end of easy money. We called it the end of free money. But they looked at it as a bad thing. We looked at it as a good thing. And the reason why we felt it was a good thing was for years now, since the financial crisis, for most of the period, they were raising rates, okay, to bring rates up. And so what was happening is now we looked at it and we thought, well, where we are now, all of a sudden, bond issuers have to pay for the privilege of borrowing money and bond buyers get something in return. So with that in mind, we didn't think the Fed cycle would be anywhere near as disruptive as people were suggesting. On top of that, John was also watching as a new type of technology started to break through and grab widespread attention. It was last March when the story of AI really broke, I think, that there was new levels of AI. And it was around the time that we were dealing with the problem in the regional banks. And all of a sudden, this was what captured the market and created the first of the, the series of the big rallies that carry us through 2023. After the break, we'll look into the role AI has played in boosting the stock market and where things might go from here. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common... It's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. 
Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Welcome back to The Big Take from Bloomberg News. Before the break, we were talking about why some investors didn't see the current stock market rally coming. Now we want to dive into what's causing it. One thing that's been talked about a lot is the rise of AI. We asked Chris how much of the current gains we can attribute to that. Another big theme of the market was the concentration of gains and the Magnificent Seven AI-fueled gigantic tech stock. Tell us more about the Magnificent Seven. These are stocks that really long before this year have been the main contributors to the stock market's health in the U.S. and really in many ways the country's economic health. They're so huge. They are the providers of products that basically define American life right now at at various levels. So to say, okay, the Magnificent Seven are a phenomenon traceable to a hype cycle or sort of sudden craze for artificial intelligence. On one level, that's right. They definitely caught a huge tailwind from that. But as Chris points out, there are a couple of reasons not to look at this as just a hype cycle in one part of the market. One of them is that even if it's only a handful of stocks, they represent a gargantuan amount of market caps. Then there's another argument that the whole, the broad spectrum of American commerce is going to be a beneficiary, for better or worse, of AI enhancement. This whole argument that a lot of what's done right now inefficiently, and one would say by humans, is going to be sort of outsourced to the robots, and that basically the goal of enhancing earnings is going to be made more efficient by the adoption of artificial intelligence in the economy. I think that it's clearly the toothpaste is out of the tube. AI can be viewed as just sort of the latest scalable enhancement that companies have at their disposal. So that's sort of a rising tide lifts all boats. Shares of the seven largest tech stocks have doubled in the last year, thanks to optimism about the promise of AI. Of course, that's just part of the story. Falling inflation, the hope for future interest rate cuts, and a rebound in current earnings are also fueling the market's current run. But Chris says even with all that happening, it's important to look at that bigger picture and the possibility that this current run might not be as dramatic as it looks. It might just be part of a story that has been underway for years. It's interesting if you take sort of the slope of earnings starting, take a year before that anyone knew what the pandemic was, 2018, 2019. And this is true of stock prices too. Yes, they did these really brutal contortions 2020 through 2023. But the slope, if you just take the end point now and the start point in 2018, it's really very conventional. It's basically a a 6 or 7% gain in earnings over that year. The sort of trend line is completely standard. The stock market, while it went through some crazy ructions over that period, down and up. If you draw a a trend line starting in like 2018, it's really a very conventional experience of the stock market. It's basically up 10% a year, which is pretty much on the high end of what people expect of it. And I think that that's how I probably choose to look at everything, that the market, while it took a death-defying trip to get where it is, is really about where you'd expect it to be if, you know, there had never been a pandemic or a Fed reaction and inflation and all of these things. It's kind of in a weird way at a, a, a completely unsurprising place, even if it is a record. Thanks for listening to The Big Take from Bloomberg News. I'm Sarah Holder. This episode was produced by Adriana Tapia, It was edited by Caitlin Kenny and William Selway. 
It was mixed by Alex Ugura. It was fact-checked by Stacey Renee. Our senior producers are Naomi Shaven and Jilda DiCarli. We get editorial direction from Elizabeth Ponzo. Nicole Beamsterbor is our executive producer. Sage Bauman is our head of podcasts. Special thanks to Chris Nagy and Rita Nazareth for their reporting. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.